I'm Alex Melleris. And I'm Taizé Vu. And my prediction came true, which is that the Arizona Coyotes will lose all three games this week. Not only did they lose all three games, they lost all three games by at least three goals. The Coyotes are bad. And it all started <laughs> against the Blues, their first game of the week. Uh, this was a fun one. It feels like a while ago at this point. They were up 2-1 to one halfway through the second period. And five minutes later, they were down 6-2. to two. Uh, It was Justin Falk, Jordan Cairo, Klim Kostin, Klim Kostin, Jordan Cairo in a span of just over five minutes. Uh, And they ended up losing that game 7-4. And Carter Hutton has not seen the ice since. (laughs) And rightfully so. I mean, if you look in in just two games that he's played so far, he's he's achieved the remarkable feat of giving up almost 10 goals. He's got negative 10 goals saved above expected. Uh, so, you know, for two games, that is mighty impressive for Carter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the kind of collapse that you would expect from a team completely bereft of talent, particularly at the goaltending position. Um, you know, they, they lose in humiliating fashion to the Blues like that. You show up, and then the rest of the, the, rest of the week, you don't see a single second of lead. Um, you know, like the Oilers, they were... They were thoroughly outplayed entirely. Uh, uh, you know, you had Vimelka, who like was fine for a period and a half, and then the wheels fell off for like the next game and a half, where he was bad, all, all out of position, all over the place. I mean, you look at that that Hyman goal. I think it was the, the third one or the second one. <laughs> this guy left half the net open on a rush. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a rough going over in in Coyote Land, and they don't have any other talent on the roster kind of make up for the goaltending. Yeah, you know, the performances we've seen by Carter Hutton are the type of performances that, if they were an e-bug, would get the NHL to immediately revamp the entire e-bug system. Think about that. Like, like imagine uh, an emergency backup, like, say, David Ayers had or Alex Bishop comes into the game, is as bad as Carter Hutton was in his two starts for the Coyotes. Uh, the NH- there are you know, a bunch of headlines about how the NHL is an embarrassment that they would allow such an awful performance to happen and that we must change this immediately by, I don't know, by like expanding the, the rosters to more easily accommodate for carrying three goalies or something like that. That's how bad Carter Hutton was. And I think we, we both saw those like, you know, the, the J fresh charts that are like, uh, here are the worst goalies in the NHL by goal saved above expected. And all of them are around equal except Carter Hutton, who's like 10 times worse than all of them. Yeah, you can, you could, you could, you could, you know, rearrange the letters in his name, throw back to the anagram quiz last year, and call him Crater Hutton, um, because uh, that's what he is. There we go, A plus anagram to start the day. Crater Nut Hot or Not Hut, Um, if you can, (laughs) like trying to say Not Hot, but you know it's a U, so it kind of doesn't work. Yeah, it's okay. We'll 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 call it close enough. So uh, Crater Nut Hot. Um, it's just not working. It's just not working in Arizona. And who could have fucking seen this coming? I mean, you go and get the Sabres. You get the Sabres starter or backup from last year. Get in some no-name named Carol Vimelka. And here you go. I mean, you talk about like, you know, revamping. If, if they, if an ebooks would have such a performance, they would, they would fold the fucking ebook program. Well, you know what? You should fucking fold the Arizona Coyotes at this point. Because I mean, look at their body of work so far this season. It's completely fucking embarrassing. Um, you look at just like the last five games. The closest game that they had was a shootout loss to the fucking Sabres. Everybody else, you've lost by three goals, at three goals, by four goals, by six goals to the fucking Blue Jackets. Um, this is this might be one of the worst starts we've ever seen to a team. 
not just in terms of record. Obviously, we've seen losing starts, uh, you know, where you start with a with a long losing streak, but just by the magnitude of losses, it's completely insane. They're not competing in any of these games. Um, the best they do is stick around for the first 25 minutes and then they call it a night and then they give up, you know, like six goals in five minutes or five goals in five minutes. You know, for how the NHL, for how much they seem to talk about parity, it feels like every single year there's one team that we're talking, oh, is this the worst team of the cap era? This year, it's shaping up to be the Coyotes. Last year was the Sabres who were on pace for like 40 points or something. Before that, it was the Red Wings. They were losing every game by three goals, four goals, five goals, constantly night in, night out. A couple years before that, it was the Avalanche, their 48-point season. It was like every single year, there's a team that's embarrassingly bad. And, you know, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing for the state of the league. You know, all the most successful sports leagues constantly have uh, at least a couple of downright awful teams. Uh, but it's just interesting that the NHL would, you know, pedal about parity. And then all of a sudden you have uh, a dumpster fire every season. Yeah. And, and when you have a dumpster fire that comes in every year and every year in, year out like this with the Coyotes. I mean, the franchise is it feels like it's fucking done. You know, that's, what I, that's the vibe I got from this week. Because not only are they, like, remarkably bad, aside from, like, you know, a podcast that decides to do a weekly feature on this team, nobody else is really fucking talking about the Coyotes other than, like, laughing at Carter Hutton's advanced analytics. Um, it seems like they've got no fans. I see I see nobody on the Twitter timeline talking about the Arizona Coyotes whatsoever. I, I doubt there's an Arizona Coyotes Twitter that hockey Twitter that exists in the universe out there um, because it's just, it's it's dead. Is that they just show? It's just you know, it's a group of players that have no talent whatsoever that show up, get their ass kicked every night, and then you know, Go nobody on. really seems to talk about them. Yeah, uh, but on the bright side, Dyson Mayo scored his first career NHL goal <laughs> in his first career NHL game in a five-one loss to the Oilers for the Coyotes. Uh, uh, right after, well, not right after, a little while after getting absolutely shelled by Warren Fogle as Warren Fogle flew around Dyson Mayo for the opening goal in that game. Dyson Mayo scored. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and also in that same game, Connor McDavid got his ninth, 10th, and 11th points of the season. Uh, unfortunately, not even the, uh, the amazing Karel V. Malka could, could slow down Connor. What a, what a shocker, a complete surprise. Um, but I think Dyson Mayo has got to be one of the elite names of the NHL. First of all, I'd never heard of this guy prior to this week until he showed up, scored a goal. And I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? I never heard of him. Uh, and then he, you know, we presumably will never talk about him again after this episode. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever like n- not heard of someone and then they come up and, and have such a great name. I mean, Dyson. Um, first of all, last name Mayo. That's, that's already elite. But then you come up with Dyson. First of all, I've never heard of someone named Dyson aside from the vacuum cleaner, but they don't even spell it like that. They throw in an I in there instead of the O. Um, yeah, this is this has got to be one of the better names in the NHL. And uh, it's fun. And I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's found a little spot in the roster for the Coyotes because I doubt he could find it anywhere else in the league. Uh, and uh, good for him. He's got, he's got a point. He's got a goal to his name. Uh, but I remember... Uh, being like you know, twelve years old for the twenty fourteen draft, being randomly deciding to be high on Dyson Mayo, or like not high, uh, you know, like I was on Ryan <laughs> Pollock or anything, but being like this guy should totally go in the second round or whatever, and then he ended up getting drafted by the Coyotes in the fifth, and uh, look at me, I was absolutely correct. He's a goal per game, yeah, NHL player, and I expect that that will continue forever. A profit, a profit. There we go. Um, you were right to be high on him. I mean, look, most NHL, most what fifth round picks, 
don't pan out in the NHL. Dyson Mayo, he, I would, I would, I would say, this guy has panned out an absolute home run by the Arizona Coyotes development staff. Um, that's the first compliment they've gotten in a <laughs> while. For being um, but good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. You got a player through after seven years on a completely desolate lineup. You got him in there and he scored a goal. That's hats off to you to the like the one scout that works for them still. Uh, wait, I'm going to look at the 2014 draft to see what players were drafted uh, in and around Dyson Mayo. Uh, a couple mm. picks before was uh, Gustav Forsling, Clark Bishop, uh, Dakota Joshua, who've all played a little bit. Uh, not long after him was uh, Oscar Lindblom and Anders Bjork, who are uh, decidedly better. But, uh, you know, not much. And after him, other points of the draft, like Kevin LeBanc, Sammy Blay. Victor Olsen's pretty good, I guess. Pierre Engvall, Andre Kasha, Jake Evans. But, uh, you know, looking at other uh, the rest of that fifth round, I'd say Dyson Mayo is definitely on the, the top half of uh, players. So, so there. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, know what I, you know what my measure of success is? I look at the guy who was drafted right after him. And I've, I've never heard of this guy, Shane Gersich. Um, but he has played three games, scored zero goals. So just like that. I think uh, he's already doing. Dyson Mayo is already doing better than Shane Gersich, and uh, you know you can't always get an Anders Bjork, an Oscar Lindblom, especially if you're the Arizona Coyotes. So you know you take your wins, you take your dubs after seven years, uh, and, and you have stud defenseman Dyson Mayo. A plus. Uh-huh. See, at least they A didn't. Plus. At least they didn't go with go with one of the other picks that came not long after, like Tyler Bird or Tanner Faith or Luke Snuggerud. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, there were some really good names out there um, out in the fifth round in 2014, apparently. Um, see, those, those guys don't even have a fucking Wikipedia page. You pull up to the draft wiki and they, they're just red. So, uh, you know, you got them. You, you got a guy with a Wikipedia page. I think that's a pretty good measure of success, too, uh, if you're an NHL scout. Um, seven years down the road, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Didn't get Tyler Nanny or Miguel Fiddler. I call that a dub. Nanny? I, I would have thought it was just Tyler Nan. N-A-N-N-E. Could have been. Anyway. Who knows? Could have been. Who I guess we'll never know now since Tyler Nan slash Nanny is not making the NHL. Anyway, um, heading into uh, this season, the two teams I was talking about is sucking was Arizona and Buffalo. And like comparing this this roster to Buffalo, I noticed that like Buffalo is overall like a pretty young team. Like a lot of the players, or at least the key players, are like young years, like Darlene, Cousins, Yokoharu. Thompson, Asplund, Middlestad. Arizona has like a few young pieces, but it feels like their main strategy for like short-term roster construction was going after the shittiest overpaid guys with like veteran leadership <laughs> they could find. And honestly, when you when you think about it, like Beagle, Ladd, Strawman, Roussel, that's kind of that feels like the identity of the Coyotes for this year. And it's like, okay, even if you get Shane Wright, what what's surrounding him besides like Keller Schmaltz and Chikrin? Like you you aren't anywhere close to a successful rebuild, even if you hit on like an average amount of draft picks, which are don't historically do not that Buffalo's in like extremely great shape, but I'm still like very skeptical of Arizona's complete teardown methods. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's barely a teardown method. I mean, they're just, they're just signing bums off the street. There's, there feels like there's no direction, right? They're not really building anything down the pipeline. Uh, and I guess what they've done is they've kind of like gone all in on this next year's draft, right? Like how many how many picks do they have in the first three rounds? Like seven or something stupid like that or eight? Um, so I guess, I mean, you're putting all your eggs in that basket. But, you know, as we see, and you know, like how much 
first of all, those that difference only gonna come in three, four years. And you certainly don't if you end up getting Shane Wright or, you know, a top three pick, you don't want to rush them to the NHL. You know, exactly. You don't want to surround them with your with well, your, they with your make crush. the NHL immediately, there's for sure. Right. But sorry, he won't? Wright would make the NHL immediately for yeah. sure. But that's the thing, you know, like oh well you're leaving him on you're leaving him on an island. Like all the people that you draft in this draft, they're not gonna come along, presumably for a few years, right? So it's uh yeah you're, you're leaving yourself open f- to a potential Jack Eichel situation in Buffalo, um where you know he's playing with a bunch of bums and they suck year in year out and then first th- first chance he's got to jump ship, he's probably gonna end up doing it. Um so yeah you're you're absolutely right. I think you know there's no there's no direction forward. There's it's really bereft of talent. This fucking roster It's not even uh you know it's nowhere near the Detroit caliber of like you know a roster filled with inexperience, not very good yet, but potential. This is just dog shit and they're all old old as fuck yeah do you know who um was named the alternate captains of the coyotes did you notice no i didn't please enlighten me all right i actually they're not listed on cap friendly but i know i saw them on wikipedia so i'm going back to wikipedia i remember one of them is andrew ladd uh who honestly i was surprised made the team at all um <laughs> but he's an alternate captain the other alternate captains uh, jacob chikrin phil kessel and jay beagle it's your leadership <laughs> for the Coyotes. Phil Castle's got an A, yeah. and that's not even the most uh, astonishing one of them all. <laughs> oh man, new arrival Jay Beagle. Oh boy, look at him go! Shout out to him getting that A. But yeah, Phil Castle wearing the A while while trying to trying to play his way out of town as soon as possible. I mean, uh, yeah, that's quite the leadership group, and that's all you really you know, three, have to. Three of those four yeah. have a Stanley Cup pedigree. Castle Beagle oh, and um, a lad all won Stanley Cups. There's that. Wow. All right. That's 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 worth the A. Apparently, that's all you need. The bar is low if you're out in Arizona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> win a cup like seven years ago, and and you're good to go. Or in Lad's case, twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Arizona. Not much hope in the desert. I don't know when mm-hmm. there ever has been. But uh, it's uh, it's looking pretty sad. There's no yeah. Uh, I have uh, the team fucking sucks. It blows. I have a couple stats about the Coyotes that I want to share. Um, Go they ahead. are they have 1.6 goals per game, good for 32nd in the NHL. 4.8 mm-hmm. goals against per game, good for 32nd <laughs> in the NHL. Uh, they're not even good at faceoffs. 45.9 percent. They're 29th in the NHL. Their power play is 13.3%, which is 28th in the NHL. I noticed that Vegas is actually still 0%, by the way. And this is the most shocking one of them all. Penalty kill in last place, obviously, with a 36.4%. <laughs> they have killed Holy off. shit. They're about to. <laughs> barely over one out of every three penalties. If you get a power play on the Arizona Coyotes, you are literally probably going to score. <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait for whenever the Capitals come to town. Isn't that? I thought I saw that was pretty. That's that gonna be pretty soon on the uh, on the schedule. But uh, if 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 Alex Ovechkin is trying to pad his stats and continue his little tear, um, I'd assume he'd score. You know, at least a hat trick. Oh yeah, they're about to play this week on Friday. Hell yeah, that's oh, must fun. watch television. Capitals power play versus Coyotes penalty kill. Um, I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, oh, well, the penalty kill a lot of it is goaltending, right? Yeah. This week could has a chance to be like even more of a nightmare week for 
Arizona than this past week. It's oh, Florida, yeah. Tampa, Washington. That's 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 killer's row. And like on the Capitals, <laughs> I saw a, a funny flow chart on Twitter. I should have kept track of who posted it, but it was something like it was a flow chart that was like, did the Capitals win? Yes, no, and then both answers lead you to did Ovechkin score? And yes leads you to yes they won, and no leads you to no they lost. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I I have I heard the Capitals are doing pretty well to start the season, but uh, frankly, I'm I'm more interested in the number of goals Alex Ovechkin scored, which I think is what he's at like five this year so far. Um, pretty sure feels great to have yeah, him on my fantasy team, lukewarm yeah. on Libor Hayek. Okay, wow, well, that's a very very subtle plug there for your fantasy team. Good for you. Um, a plug, but yeah, gotta get some traction. Yeah, yeah, trying to get some fans, trying to get some Libor Hayek fans out here um yeah absolutely um but yeah so so good for the good for the capitals they they still they're very successful in their you know trying to get ovechkin to the record i think what they're 160 goals away now um that's that's like 32 goals a year that's pretty doable if you're alex it's fun because like this Ovechkin goal watch like will he get the record doesn't even feel like a will he get the goal record it's more like a Ovechkin's journey to breaking the record kind of thing because I feel like the lo- the more this goes on the more people start to feel like yeah sure it seems like he's gonna pass 894 yeah I mean the, the train's just the, the hype train is just trying to pick up steam right now um you know send, send the Amazon crew apparently you know and you can already start start working on the documentary all or nothing uh so yeah that's uh it's 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 really just going to be the only narrative surrounding the Capitals, and we talked about it last week. And it's and whenever we mention the Capitals, it's just going to be, hey, well, how how many is he away now at this point for the next five years, potentially less? If he breaks it then. Oh, or, I think it'll be less than five years, probably. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, you think it's going to take him to the last year of the deal? Well, I don't know. Like you, you do the math. He's at 160 away. You know, like how many goals do you think he can? score like obviously this year is, is, is like you know you assume that there's going to be some sort of decline the next four or five See, years if he, right? if he gets like so, if he gets like 40 goals each season then he breaks it right near the end of the fourth year and i think right. uh he could very easily get more than 40 goals per season we'll see we shall see uh it's been a toward start um but uh yeah sure i mean has. it's the big question is the big question is can he keep it up right um and i don't know we shall see. I mean, I, I'm going to go check out his goal totals so far. Um, I haven't really been, uh, in terms of his last few seasons, to see where he's at. But uh, it's certainly doable. And, uh, yeah, the hype train's picking up. Yeah. And, you know, it helps that Evgeny Kuznetsov doesn't suck anymore. Uh, probably pretty smart of the Capitals not to trade him at his absolute lowest value. And remember that he actually is uh, still, in fact, pretty good because he's uh, benefiting from playing with Ovechkin while Backstrom's out. I think he's getting a bunch of points too. And Ovi, yeah, this year has five goals and five assists for 10 points in five games, uh, which is not too shabby. And last year he had 24 <laughs> goals. Yeah, last year he had uh, 24 <laughs> goals in in 45 games, which I think is like about a 45-goal pace or so. Before that, he was very close to breaking 50 before the season got uh, cut short. He had 48 goals in 68 games. Before that, 51 49 he had a random dip in 16 17 with 33 goals but before that it was 50 53 51 and now we're heading back to like 2013 all right so 
we are hoping that he gets the uh, he keeps up the forty goal pace, which he seems to have done with ease over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, I think I think people are really starting to uh, talk about it, and that's that's all they talk about the Capitals now. I mean, I don't I don't know anything that's going on with the other players to be totally honest, uh, other than you know Ovechkin's got five goals already. Yep. That's the only thing anyone cares about in Washington. And that's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to have an extremely successful, and not only that, but like still a good team that doesn't care about winning games and only cares about Ovechkin scoring goals, which I assume isn't actually what their philosophy is, but at least what uh, many of the fans that I have uh, seen are thinking. Yeah, it must be nice. It's like, it, must be, it seems like such a nice vibe out there in Washington. I mean, uh, you already won your cup. Three years, three years ago, right? Um, so you got like many, many years to go in terms of, uh, you know, you got a recent cup to celebrate. You won it with this core. You know, you saw Ovechkin lift the cup. And now it's just, you know, you're just vibing. Like if you you win all the games you can, you celebrate them when you do. Uh, and they're losing the second round. Sucks. But uh, then Ovi has more time to train over the summer. And it's all good, you know. And uh, he st- seems like he's still going. He seems, he seems like he's having a good time. And uh, yeah. The vibes seem immaculate in the Washington uh, fan base, which I don't think is very common for that city. You know whose vibes are not immaculate is Vitaly Kravtsov, New York Rangers first round pick of 2018. How's that for a segue? Uh, Elite. Like it? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm sure it was improved by the fact that I immediately said, how's that for a segue? Do you like it? Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, has asked for a trade from the New York Rangers. And I think that, in general, that's a pretty smart career move on his part because I think he's looking at what the Rangers did to uh, Leah Anderson and saying, I do not want that to be me. I do not want to be uh, a top 10 uh, European forward traffic of the New York Rangers whose development gets absolutely bungled by, you know, getting yo-yoed. I think Leah Anderson, it was so chaotic what the Rangers were doing to him. It was like textbook what not to do when developing a player, especially a top prospect or really any player. I think he started right after his draft year with the Rangers. Uh, and then like they send him to the minors like the next year. And he was just up and down constantly, totally unpredictable. Uh, just getting yo-yoed and uh, obviously destroyed his development. And then ended up trading him to the LA Kings for uh, for a second round pick where he has played like 23 games so far. Yeah, 23 games. And uh, done great in the AHL, but has not become an NHLer. And they were doing the exact same thing with Kravtsov. Uh, just, you know, hey, come over to North America, play with our Hartford Wolf- Wolfpack. Uh, oh, you want to play a little bit in the NHL? Eh, nah. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, trade for Sammy Blay and like put Dryden Hunt in the lineup instead of you. Do you want to go back to the minors? No, thanks. I'll go back to Russia. And not only that, but apparently... A lot of this was uh, sped up maybe or amplified by the fact that Vitaly Kravtsov and Chris Drury don't really like each other that much. And Chris Drury is the new GM of the Rangers because Drury was, um, I think he was GM of the Wolfpack yeah, before this. And apparently Kravtsov, uh, either last year or the year before, in the middle of the AHL season, decided that he, even though he, he had an out clause in his contract to go back to Russia, decided to uh, use it and go back to Russia. Chris Drury was like, oh, you're quitting on us. You're quitting on the team or whatever. I assume it was more intense than that uh, because apparently there's some animosity between those two individuals, uh, which is maybe a part or maybe even a big part of the reason why Kravtsov didn't make the team this year. 
and uh, decided to go back to the KHL and say, I'm not playing for the Rangers anymore. Trade me somewhere. Yeah, so good for him for taking his career into his hands and not uh, being subjected to the Rangers' development nonsense. Because, yeah, I mean, they have a track track record of it. They don't seem to totally know how to develop these players. Uh, and they were fucking around with his career. And at that point, he knows he knows his own value, right, as a, as a first-round pick. He knows his talent. He knows his pedigree. And uh, go ahead and force the trade. Because what the fuck are they going to do? You can just go and play in Russia. Go play in Russia and... I mean, yeah, if, if, if you don't get treated right in, in your workplace like that, uh, it is time to go. So, uh, you know, if you can. And so it looks like he's forced, he's trying to force his way out of there uh, or at least get better, somewhat better treatment from jury. And, uh, yeah, commend him for him. So uh, hopefully he can uh, either find a new spot or, well, I don't know if there's any happy ending in New York here. So I guess find a nice spot for himself. Uh-huh. And if the Raiders were asking, apparently their initial ask was a top six forward. Like someone who is just like is now what Vitaly Kravtsov might grow into, uh, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but also, apparently now they've kind of uh, re-examined their offer to being a top prospect, which is still very vague language. Uh, but some of the things I saw floated out, one was Arizona, like Barrett Hayton for Vitaly Kravtsov. I don't know how much sense that makes for the Coyotes, even though they've kind of yo-yoed Hayton as well. And another one that was men- mentioned on uh, Staff and Graph uh, by Rachel Dory was uh, Kravtsov for Eric Brandstrom because the Sens also hate Eric Brandstrom for some reason or DJ Smith more specifically. And actually, speaking of Rachel Dory, she actually mentioned that she's writing a, a thesis on how the Rangers suck at developing forwards, including <laughs> the likes of Kravtsov, Leo Anderson, and also the fact that the jury's still out on Lafreniere and Capocacco, but uh, they've somewhat underwhelmed in the early stages of their respective careers so she is uh quite familiar with this topic yeah neither of them have blossomed into you know the superstars that you might expect especially if you have two top two picks um so in consecutive years right so that's uh yeah i mean exactly you're, start, you're starting to see the track record they don't know what they're doing and they keep doing they keep repeating the same mistakes uh, i mean they change general managers but it seems like it's you know much of the same so yeah and if you're any other prospect i don't know why you would want to go to the rangers uh, it looks like they just they just don't know what the hell they're doing, and yeah. So as for the other you know disgruntled disgruntled prospects that you could potentially trade for, whether it's like you know Hayton or uh, Branstrom out in Ottawa, uh, you you can't really uh, you don't really see them getting much better in New York either with their development system, and that's part of the reason why you know I'm not too high on the Rangers every year. I mean I know they've had they've had a pretty good start, right? Um, I don't know if they've lost a game. If they have, they've only lost one. Um, but even then, uh, I just, you know, you got Lafreniere, you got Kako, that's great. But what have they really done in the NHL other than have that kind of pedigree? So, you know, the Rangers, um, uh, th- that's a very va- bad vibes organization. Not helped by the fact that they had Brendan Lemieux and Tony D'Angelo the other year. Um, but just overall, they just, they don't seem very, yeah, just the vibes are bad. They don't seem very, not, A, competent, but B, just nice people in general. Yeah, I could, I could see Brandstrom working out just because... For some reason, Rangers' uh, track record, de- record developing forwards and defensemen is so different. Like the Rangers did, well, they didn't do much developing for Adam Fox. They kind of just signed him, and then he was a uh, top pair defenseman like right away. But Keandre Miller, Ryan Lindgren, Nils Lundqvist, they handled their developments all pretty well. And I guess Nils Lundqvist is still kind of new, but he looks uh, to be the real deal. So I could see them kind of getting branched from back on track. For some reason, though, it comes to forwards. I don't know. I don't know why there would be such a discrepancy, but there appears to be one. 
I don't know. Maybe they're trying to impose a certain style on the forwards. I don't know. And like when they're not happy with them, they'll just send them back down to the AHL, let them, you know, quote unquote, work on their game. And then, you know, just kind of see something back when they think they might be ready. And then I think they might be trying to fit them into a mold that they just, they're not. And not really kind of like, you know, explore, explore and let their, you know, strengths flourish while in the background working on the weaknesses, but more trying to fit them in a mold when it doesn't work and just kind of let them flounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what you said before about the Rangers having a uh, bad person vibes, I would say that with uh, D'Angelo and Lemieux out of the picture, that's mostly gone, I think, especially because, you know, guys like Country Miller and Alexi Lafreniere and Jacob Truba are certified good guys. Uh, but of course, you know, there's, you know, James Dolan, Chris Drury, sus at best, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you name those good, those players. I raise you the James Dolan, um, and that's already a ter- oh, <laughs> that's, no, that's, 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 that's rotten from the head. Shitbag. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Fair point. But James Dolan is a uh, is a world famous shitbag, um, notoriously so. You just compare him to the other owners; they're not so publicly bad as uh, James Dolan. So you know, I I agree mm-hmm. the bar is low for owners, but I still I don't think he cracks it even then. Wow. All right. Well, this is this sort of brings me to uh, a topic of discussion that I didn't tell you I wanted to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Uh, I didn't right. see this making the rounds much on hockey Twitter, uh, which was a little bit surprising. Uh, but I want to know if you can guess which NHL player uh, follows the following Instagram accounts. Um, okay. So close conservatives, also known as conservatives dot almost dot getting it, uh, which kind of seems pretty uh pretty adjacent to like uh, <laughs> accidental left wing. Literally Noam Chomsky, call to activism, openly gay animals, indigenous peoples movement, classic corrupt conservative, also known as conservative hypocrisy exposed, and last but not least, dank leftist memes. Do you know which <laughs> and I. Do you know which active <laughs> National Hockey League player uh, is a communist? No, <laughs> no idea. You about to you about to dox them right here live on the podcast? Uh, no, we're not doxing. We're we're celebrating. We're praising. All right, of I'll give course, you a hint. Of course, I'll give you a All hint. Right. Uh, Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators. Um. Oh, I mean, okay. So who could it be? We could have. Uh, we think Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson with all their money, it's kind of they've they've become disillusioned, now <laughs> having been overpaid. Um, hmm, who could it be? Who could it be? I assume it's. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't really see. Uh, is it a European person following a dank leftist means account? I don't. I don't know if that entirely clicks for me. Um, I don't know. It's not. It's not Nick Cousins. I'll tell you that. Uh. Who who is it? Please, who the is this uh, celebrated hero? Is none other than the man who starred in the air conditioned video sitting next to you oh. for six minutes, Mark <laughs> Borowiecki. Wow, what a stud! He he continues to take dubs. Um, uh, you know, you know, I'm wow. convinced that 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 being forced to partake in that video is what radicalized him <laughs> all those years ago. <laughs> yeah peak capitalism sitting next to your boss being forced to film uh 
Hey, Mark. A softball interview. Come on in and talk about how the sponsors are excited about the upcoming season with me. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll radicalize anybody, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I could just see, yeah, he's like, how old is he now? Like, let's see, he's 32. 32-year-old yeah. Mark Borowiecki. Like following de- tank leftist memes, uh, is uh, is quite the image. It's quite the mental image. But uh, kudos to him. Let us let us celebrate Mark Borowiecki, and uh, he's still carving out a role in Nashville. Good yep. for him. Hey, Mark Borowiecki, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast at some point. Of course, yeah. Share share your favorite left dank leftist meme with us, and we'd love to uh-huh. a- break it down and analyze it. Um, we can read about dialectical yeah, materialism together. Absolutely. It's a standing invitation. So you can uh, walk on in whenever you like. And uh, yeah, uh, I sure hope he'll take us up on our offer. Yes, at Mark Borowiecki. Everyone tag him in the comments. Just kidding, don't do yeah, that. That's right. Uh, <laughs> next, next up, we've got to talk about Leafs fans are freaking out. Uh, what else is Hell new? Yeah. Uh, death taxes and Leafs fans freaking out. But it is quite warranted, I would say. Um, because yeah, but the, the, you know, I feel like I have my finger pretty well on the pulse of, uh, the Leafs fandom and heading into this year, it felt like, like, you know, all the other playoff losses, it was like, all right, but it's a, the new season now there's been some changes. Maybe this is the year. And last year, the division was so bad and the team was so dominant and they blew it anyway to Montreal. It was kind of like, yeah, this kind of feels like evidence that this core will never get it done. And it's kind of just zombie walking through this regular season for it to probably all happen again when we play, you know, a team that will probably be underdogs against anyway, Florida, Tampa, Boston. Uh, and, you know, in the early goings of this season, uh, they are 2-4, and four, I think, including a 7-1 loss to a Penguins team that was missing Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Brian Rust, and Jeff Carter with uh, Evan Rodriguez starring as a top line center. Drew O'Connor scored two goals. I think Brian Boyle got one as well. Uh, Dominic <laughs> Simone maybe two. So it was uh, the Mark Duncan Buzz Flibbit show, absolutely running the Maple Leafs out of the building, and everyone. I mean, you neglected to uh, lose their minds. You neglected to name the funniest one of all who scored uh, against the Leafs. Mike fucking Madison, baby. Scored oh, two course. points on the Leafs. Scored had a goal and assist. Uh, everybody's getting in on the fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I find it hard to gauge, like, objectively how freaked out these fans should be. Because obviously, you know, you look at the history. And, you know, they, they've got a history of, like, flipping out with this kind of shit. Because, you know, the Leafs have put them through a bunch of shit. But, you know, if this was any other franchise, you know... Uh, you come, you go, you go out to your your playoff contender heading into the season, allegedly, um, albeit with some playoff flubs the last many years. Um, but you know, should be a playoff team. You come out with a little bit of a slow start, like it's six games. That's not even ten percent of the season. I don't quite yeah, understand but... flipping out to this degree. Like I understand that they lost to a horrible Sharks team, a horrible Penguins team. That's well, they're not horrible, but they're bereft of all, a lot of their top talent. Uh, while the Leafs aren't really, uh, they aren't really struggling with the injuries there, um, other than like losing McKay for for the long run. But that's how big of a loss is that? Um, I don't know. I find it hard to gauge. Like, what, what's the appropriate reaction here if you were just any other fan base that wasn't the Maple Leafs? Yeah, well, I think what a lot of people are saying today. Uh is that it's not just six games into the season. It's the exact same issues they've been having for the past six seasons. 
uh, and they're just seeing them again. So it doesn't feel like this was a fresh start at all. It's a team that looks very similar to the team that they're used to experiencing the, the same problems that they're used to that they haven't been close to solving. So I think the frustration is warranted. As for what's an appropriate reaction, I can't imagine personally being anything other than apathetic. And I know the diehards, the diehards are going to be more, you know, frustrated than that. But me, you know, if this is my team and I'm sitting there like, yeah, okay, we thought we had a good team. We fizzled out in the playoffs like five years in a row. I guess the first one wasn't really a fizzle. Uh, fizzle out four years in a row, we could say. And now all of a sudden the team looks the same. They're making the same mistakes. And it looks like there's a, you know, no sign that things are going to be any better this year. I just be like, well, that's that sucks. But I'm definitely not getting my hopes up about anything. And I'm definitely not sitting there trying to stay optimistic. Like, oh, it's still early. Maybe they'll figure it out this time. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, I, yeah, you look at even just now. You can you can you possibly pick them over a team like Tampa or or Florida? I think for me, um, if you're facing either one of those teams in the first round or the second and or the second round, uh, you're absolutely fucked. Uh, there's no chance. There's no chance. Uh, and yeah, I think more than anything, like you know, you lose a few games, whatever. It really seems like they're kind of. I don't know if it's like checked out, but the players don't seem to be completely invested or entirely interested on showing up on a on a night to night basis because on paper you should be completely like clocking the San Jose Sharks. Um just in terms of talent wise. And I mean going into the season obviously they have some depth issues, a forward and stuff. But I thought this was a uh like on paper, a very well built team with an upgraded goalie tandem is how I saw it. Obviously, you know, with Mrazic being injured as he usually is, doesn't help things. But even Jack Campbell's still a pretty solid starter. So, um, you know, it seems like it's it's really between the ears at this point. And, you know, the, maybe the all or nothing kind of shed some light on that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Sharks, uh, my quasi-prediction, but not really a prediction, but more so a thought, that now that they have competent goaltending, they might surprise you by being a decent team, appears to be coming to light. Because they've kind of been kicking ass. They're 4-1. and one. And uh, James Reimer has been great in the bit he's played. Aiden Hill, is, Aiden Hill has been passable. And a uh, tandem that's great and passable is miles and miles ahead of uh, Martin Jones and Aaron Dell. And all of a sudden, the Sharks uh, have some some pep in their step. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Obviously, it's uh, very early, and I don't know how much to buy into this kind of stuff. Uh, how much to buy into the San Jose Sharks right now. Um, but just like, you know, they, they kind of give uh, similar to Buffalo vibes. I like, you know, I don't. I don't entirely buy it. The roster's past its due expiry date. Everybody's kind of old, you know, other than like Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle. There's not much promising young talent, I'd say. Uh, but they seem like a team that could kind of stick around, miss the playoffs by a few points. And we can be like, ah, ah better than expected. Uh, it seems like that, that's the kind of vibe. I certainly, I don't view them nearly as highly as you do, I think. Um, but uh, good for them. Well, uh, William Eklund is uh, some pretty promising young talent on the Sharks, and he is uh, one of three recent uh, one of three players drafted in this most recent draft to play in the NHL this year. He's a December two thousand two birthday. The other ones are two thousand three birthdays. Uh, Cole Sillinger of the Blue Jackets, who was picked twelfth overall, and I don't remember the other one. I can't remember the other one. I know it was two- Mason McTavish on the Ducks, uh, also a two thousand three birthday. That's so fucking weird. They're actually a full year younger than us, or two years in some cases. Um, 
Yeah, I still have not adjusted. I haven't adjusted the fact that I'm nearly 20. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm still in denial. Yeah, I'm still very much in denial. I'm uh, I'm still 17 in my mind. Uh, yeah, so I was like, how old are you? Oh, 11, uh, 19. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the mental age tends to slip out uh, when asked. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's the Sharks. We're, what else is there to go off of? Uh, oh, yeah, back to the Leafs, I guess. There's anything else to add there. Um, this is kind of on the I Leafs. still like moving forward. Sorry? Oh. oh, did you have a point to make? You can go ahead. Yeah, I was just, you know, moving forward, I think uh, this team will, like, get it together in terms of salvaging the regular season. But, I mean, I don't know. You look at the looks on the faces of, uh, you know, Kyle Dubas, obviously. You know, those they, those, those uh, clips were passed around. You know, Sheldon Keefe on the bench looking up pretty pretty sad. Uh, and it's like, it seems like they don't know what to do with, this, with themselves anymore. And I don't know if I would either. But it's, uh, they've, hit, they've hit the cul-de-sac. I would think. Yeah. Honestly, uh, my mom tells a joke sometimes where it's like, if a team is playing badly, she was, she's like, I could be a coach. I just walk up into the dressing room and say, snap out of it. And then it would work. So maybe that's what they need to try with the Leafs. Just go up to Mitch right, Marner and Matthews. Snap out of it. <laughs> yeah, get her next home game. Get her to make the six-hour drive over to Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> yeah. um, set that up. Speech. Snap out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'm fired up. Justin Bourne, 15 minutes ago, tweeted, the Blackhawks are one of just two teams in the NHL without a win so far this season, and they're down 4-1 to Detroit in their own barn tonight. Their next opponent is the Leafs <laughs> on Wednesday. Ooh, that's a fun matchup, just based on tire fire experience. Um, but yeah, I think we touched on Chicago last week on, on based on how bad they looked, on with Fleury looking like shit, and Seth Jones looking like garbage. Uh yeah, it's still, they don't they they're not really keeping up the charade of uh trying to contend for the playoffs. It's uh yeah, it's losing 4-1 to the to the Canucks kind of vibe and then losing to the Red Wings today. It's uh is who who could have seen this coming? Uh who knew going all in on Seth Jones was it wasn't going to backfire like this. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess uh speaking of the Sharks, which we weren't really speaking of anymore, but uh remember when we were talking about the Sharks, let's talk about Evander Kane. And the fact that he was suspended oh, yes. for uh, 21 games for a fake vaccine passport. Uh, and it probably speaks to all the uh, shit that Evander Kane has gotten into over his entire career. That I first saw that headline and it barely even registered in my head as something that weird. Like, oh yeah, Evander Kane, you know, putting everyone around him in danger. Yeah, that tracks. Um, and when I really stopped and think about it, 21 games doesn't seem like that much for a fake vaccine passport. Like we were dunking so hard uh, rightfully on the guy like Tyler Bertuzzi and Mackenzie Blackwood and Bodie Wild, who chose not to get the vaccine. Evander Kane's out here lying about it, which is decidedly worse because he's trying to get away with, you know, not going through the protocols, which by the way, did you think that would work? Like governments keep records of who got the shot and who didn't, who are you, who are you trying to fool here, Evander? It's not like, like you're like flashing your fake ID to, I don't know, get into a bar or something. Like people are going to find out, especially if it's like, oh yeah, I'm here at training camp to play for the San Jose Sharks and, you know, travel all season long uh, because I got the vaccine. 
uh, they'd be like, no, you didn't, Evander. And that's what happened. Yeah, I think <laughs> this is just a crazy, crazy bout of stupidity for Evander Kane. I mean, look, um, getting away with a fake vaccine passport might be possible if, uh, you know, you live in Alberta where they probably don't take those things kind of seriously. Um, but uh, out here, it, yeah, exactly. In, in the context that you're in, uh, flying around all over the place on in the NHL, um, I don't, I don't know how thought he, how long he could keep this up. Like, did he not think past like two weeks? They think he could get away with this all season. Nobody would figure out that the game is, you know, that he's playing some sort of stupid ruse. Um, so that's first of all, that's another name that fairly, you know, unvaccinated. I hadn't heard that he wasn't vaccinated up until you know he was suspended for using a fake vaccine passport. Um, but uh, yeah, just another. Like, just fucking get the shot, man. How, how stupid it, like, oh my god, to get busted for this, uh, to lose, you know, what, a quarter of a season, which, yeah, you're right. Doesn't seem like enough, does it? Um, for such a stupid offense. Um, I'm convinced, though. You know what I'm convinced of? I'm convinced the NHL, if this was some random player, like, not if, like not a guy who has been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons the last, like, two, three, four months, over and over, and that's some random guy, would you think that he they actually cracked down on him that hard? Because I'm, like, going back and forth on it. I've, I also, this kind of gives the vibes of, like, all right, we kind of want you out of the league, out of, the, you know, out of the headlines for as long as possible because he's got all those other issues, you know, uh, in the background with all his domestic mm-hmm. issues, his gambling issues and whatnot. Uh, I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that the NHL would do this for any other player just because, you know, the kind of people who run the NHL. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that, actually. Uh that if it was, you know, some other rando whose name hasn't really ever been in the headlines, it would probably be, I don't know, 10 games, something like that, uh, something even more tame. But on the other hand, I feel like it might have been bigger news if it was another player that uh, maybe people wouldn't have expected this out of. And I, I don't want to pull a random name out of nowhere, but, you know, imagine any random name out of nowhere in the NHL who you wouldn't have think would do this type of thing of like, I don't know, middle of your lineup cal- uh, caliber talent or even clear near the top of the lineup like Evander Kane is, that would probably be a, a much bigger story just because of how unexpected it would have been. Yeah, that's true. And so maybe they go down harder then. Maybe they try to bury it. You know, honestly, maybe the NHL doesn't even expose them for that. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's... Yeah, with Evander Kane, it's just... It's, it's bad headline after bad headline. And... Uh, it's you know it's all the more surprising that the Sharks are still like four and one without the guy who like led them in scoring last year. So that's that's good on them. Um, but for Vander Kane, uh, it's it's tough to see him back in an NHL lineup anytime soon, and not even just because of the suspension that's so long, but but also you know the Sharks don't want him back. I don't want to imagine any other NHL team kind of wants them on their team. Um, but you know then again NHL NHL teams they'll take on any other shit bag if they think it'll make their team better. So uh, but even then. It seems like yeah, he, too many transgressions for this guy. Yeah. Uh, now, before we get to our game of Guess Who, let's talk about the Carolina Hurricanes and their coding skills uh, because they put together a website. I believe the exact name was didthehabslose.com, uh, but I just searched didthehabslose.com, and it says the domain didthehabslose.com may be for sale. Please click here to inquire. Uh, so maybe the website's dead, uh, which would, um, you know, make sense, especially considering it got uh, immediately hacked uh, to no longer just say no. And it says, say, Carolina Hurricanes suck. 
Um, and I, yeah, it looks like the website just straight up doesn't exist anymore. So a uh, nice troll job you did there. Hurricanes, man, you know, okay. That that social media team. I feel like, you know, when the first big one, like was like Vegas right at the beginning was like, you know, going viral all the time or whatever. Uh, but then, you know, uh, he made a misogynistic joke and got fired. And then, you know, now it's just kind of uh, everyone's least favorite Twitter account, the Golden Knights, not because it's <laughs> no longer run by a misogynist, but just because it's very much like we, we're losing one nothing. Send pictures of your cat. And like, that's the whole personality. <laughs> and the the Hurricanes have, have like sort of followed suit. Um, but I feel like in both cases, the bit grew old very fast. And I, I find that I, I, like corporate Twitter accounts, I find uh, what I find to be the funniest is to do. I don't know if you saw what Chipotle did and Chipotle obviously sucks as a corporation as do all of them, but it was something like, uh, I just looked at my ex's story through the Chipotle account. Like that was the Twitter. That was, that was a tweet. Yeah. It's, it's here. It's just watched my ex's story from the Chipotle account with a bunch of thumbs up. And it's at like almost 500,000 likes. And I love that type of thing where it's like, the intern who does who <laughs> runs the social media is just talking as themselves and using words like <laughs> I and my because what rubs me the wrong way about like you know corporate social media is this like we and ours like I know you're only one person don't don't use you know pronouns that imply there are multiple of you right you like the, you like the fourth wall to be broken yes um, I love it I guess <laughs> be more it's, yeah it feels, it's always it feels a hit. more honest that way hmm yeah so i guess that's the behavior we're seeking from our corporate twitters um but yeah i mean the, the whole like oh man the, the hurricanes and the habs kind of beef um especially on the social media side it's like it's like both sides are two different kinds of cringe um you know like the canes they're just trying too hard and it's not funny and you know oh ho, did the habs lose they put a gif of like sebastian Aho and and karkiniemi on the page that's that's not funny at all, man. Um, like, uh, but also like the haves, they're like they take themselves too fucking seriously um, to not like warrant any sort of response or anything. Which like I don't know how you can even respond to such stupidity. But you know, it seems like they think that they're better than it. Yeah, go ahead. I I could so easily run one of these accounts and be a great at it because if I'm running the haves Twitter account and I see the hurricanes pull that shit, I'm quote tweeting it and saying that's cringe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta call it out for what it is. I guess that that would that would be a hit. That would be a I fucking would, hit. I'd be um, like cringe in French, though. Yeah, <laughs> cringe uh, is, is my guess. <laughs> I say cringe. <laughs> Honestly, you know, yeah. saying, saying cringe in French is cringe, though. So, <laughs> absolutely. Honestly, here's my yeah, next. Like, Here's how this exchange would go if I ran both accounts. The Hurricanes tweet, uh, the link to dadblues.com. The Canadians quote it with, that's cringe, enter, 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 sus cringe. And then the Hurricanes quote tweet that with, wee wee. <laughs> oh, man. They got to give you the passage to all 32 accounts right the fuck now. Only good ideas coming out. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it, it beats whatever the fuck they're pulling right now. Um. You know. So. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, putting you at the helm of all thirty-two accounts would uh, 
would make for a significant improvement, no doubt. Uh, you want to grow the game, NHL. You know who to call. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you okay. can ed- you can educate the population with your nice little platform. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah, I'll tell everyone to follow dank leftist memes, just like Mark <laughs> exactly. <Borgeski>. All <laughs> yeah, right. Just, you'll 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 plug Borokop every other day. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So uh, it is time. It okay, is time for another round of Guess Who, also known as Alex Loses Again. That's the alternate <laughs> title of this game. Uh, I am in the slump to end all slumps. I have <laughs> oh, lost fuck. three in a row, and each of oh, the last no. two by a 2 nothing score. Uh, our score right now is Taisei 8, me 4, with five ties. And this week, uh, we've decided to go with a team that got off to a pretty hot start, the Buffalo Sabres. Um, 25 players in our list. Craig Anderson, Dustin Tokarski, Aaron Dell, Rasmus Dahlin, Henry Okahari, Will Butcher, Colin Miller, Robert Hogg, Mark Pissick, Jacob Bryson, Christian Wolanin, recent waiver pickup, Victor Olofsson, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestad, Rasmus Asplund, Cody Eakin, Anders Bjork, Zemgus Gergensen, Vinny Nestroza, Kyle Pozo, Drake Kajula, Artu Ruotsalainen, and John Hayden. Oh, fun vibes. Uh, almost undefeated vibes. Uh, they've lost once, right? The Sabres. Yeah, they they yeah. won their 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 first couple games against uh, a bunch of all star teams such as Montreal, Arizona, and Vancouver before I think losing to Boston in their fourth game. <laughs> okay. Oh, who could have seen that coming? Uh, hopefully they can keep it up, and hopefully I can keep up my win streak. Um, let's go! All right, all right. So I've got, got my, my player, player now. Okay. Right. I shall mute my incoming audio in three, two, one. R2 Rotzalainen. And I'm back. All right. I shall uh, mute in three, two, one. My player is Casey Middlestad. All right. I am returned now. Okay. All right. So the fact oh. that you destroyed me uh, three weeks ago in our most recent matchup. Uh, would imply that the first guess goes to you. So guess away. Ah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. So we got we got a bunch of bad players uh, on this roster. Hmm. How should we go? Okay. Um. All right. Let's let's go with. Let's go with this one. Um. Was your player drafted by a team? Other than the Buffalo Sabres? No, my player was not drafted by a team other than the Buffalo Sabres. Okay, so they were drafted by the Buffalo Sabres or weren't drafted at all. Is that the implication? That is indeed the implication. Okay. I am complaining because it would appear that gets you down to a pretty low number immediately. Or maybe not. Yeah. Down to 11. Oh, it is down to 11. Wait, one second. I'm looking at my my board. Why does Victor yeah. Olofsson... He's missing some information on my sheet. Oh, no. Interesting. All right, just give yeah. me a, a brief timeout. <laughs> already, already off to a great start. This, this shouldn't take long. It's only a couple of columns. It's a All horrendous right, okay. omen to break the win streak. It um, sure is. Sure is. All right. Uh, is your player's uh, number uh, less than 30? 
Okay. Um, my player's number is less than 30. Fascinating. I'm at 12. All right. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty decent. Um, Alrighty. Where can we go? We have a lot of first round picks here. Was your player drafted in the first round? Yes, my player was drafted in the first round. All right, we're down to five. This is very exciting. It's lots mm-hmm. of hits. Is your player between 26 and 29 years old, including 26 uh, and 29? Okay, uh... My player is not in that age bracket. All right. So that we've got some 25 and unders and some 30 and overs left. I'm down to six players. Okay. All right. Um, let's go with... Was your player drafted in the top 10? Yes, my player was drafted in the top 10. Okay. All right. So unfortunately, I thought I could cut it down to two. But uh, alas, I'm at the standard final three. Was your player drafted in the top 10? My player was not drafted in the top 10. All right. I too am down to a final three. Who are yours? All right. I've got Rasmus Dahlin. I got Dylan Cousins. And I have Casey Middlestat. Um, All first round top 10 picks within the last four years for the Buffalo Sabres. Okay, that's fun. All right, let me pick one out of a hat. Uh, is your player Casey Middlestad? Of course. Yes, it yeah. is Casey Middlestad. No shit. No shit, uh-huh. it's Casey Middlestad. Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. And uh, I, I, your player is going to be... Wait, wait, uh, tell us who you have left. Tell us oh, who, yes, who of you course. have left. Henry Okaharu, Artu Rotolainen, and Cody Eakin. Uh, the biggest correct vibes are calling me towards Cody Eakin, uh, which means that I will either A, go with that instinct and miss terribly because my instincts are always wrong, or I will ignore the instinct and still be wrong, which is even more embarrassing. Either way, I will be incorrect, so it really doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> is your player Cody Eakin? My player's not fucking Cody Eakin. Wow. No, there's no oh. chance in hell. My player is Cody fucking Eakin. Are you kidding me? That's all the wrong vibes. My player is uh, Artu Ristolainen. Oh, um, wow. The last player <laughs> I was thinking of selecting, of course. <laughs> no doubt. No fucking doubt. At what this point is, is this question. no longer funny? At what point? <laughs> seriously, it's we, like... We, yeah, we've yet to reach that point, in my opinion. Um, uh, but, but then again, I am on the winning side, so I can't imagine what you're going through right now. Uh, how do we how do we continue this trend of me losing every game while still staying entertaining and like subverting the formula somewhat? <laughs> yeah. How do how, yeah how do we keep them guessing? That's the real that's the question at this point. I mean, we're we're all self aware about the bit now. Um, how how do we yeah how do we subvert? It's uh, it remains the constant question. So uh, <laughs> hopefully you can pull it together for the next round. Is is all, all I right. can wish you. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Making my comeback. Uh does your player's first name start Wait, with... wait a second. You forgot to you forgot to announce the player. Oh, um... I forgot to even get myself a new player. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
That one. This is how you subvert. This is how you subvert expectations. <laughs> you just break the rules. <laughs> just fuck it. I got less and less confident. I can't even remember. I just started asking asking questions. Is your player on the Buffalo Sabres? <laughs> <laughs> Do they play in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> Does their player play ice hockey? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, you could try it out. See Is your player out a former Buffalo uh, Saber? <laughs> oh, okay, let All me right. mute my incoming audio in three, two, one. Okay. Wow, this is so fucked. You got Aaron Dell. I've returned. All right, I am muting in three, two, one. My player, which Ty say will guess immediately, is all right, I am returning Aspen. now. Rx. And uh, all right, let's go. Is your player's first name start with a letter between A and D? First name. First name. A and D. A, B, C, or D. Yes. Hey, look! I'm down to eleven. Things are looking up here. Wow! Wow! He went for he went for the home run. Okay. Um. All right. Does your player? Uh. Okay. Um. Is their player for is your player's last name Hag or earlier in the alphabet? Yes, my player's last name is Hag or earlier okay. in the alphabet. All right. Down down to twelve. All right. Was your player? Drafted by a team that is in the Eastern Conference. Uh, my player was not drafted by such a team. All right, which means bye bye Boston draft picks, Buffalo draft picks, Ottawa and Tampa Bay draft picks, and Washington draft pick. And we are down to five players. I better not blow this. Wow. All right. What a power move. Um. Okay. Let's see. So I've got 12 players left. Should I split this five and seven? Why not? Uh, is your player 25 or younger? Let me go check it out and see. Because I don't know. Yes, my player is 25 or younger. All right. We're down to five. So I got the friendly side of things. Okay. Wow. Great. We both have five. I love this situation. Being on even playing field with you, how could this possibly go wrong? (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Was your player ever drafted at all? No, my player was not ever drafted. All right. We are down to three. Three undrafted fellows. Okay. All right. Oh man. Okay. I've got a fun one now. Uh, split this two three. Is your player named first name Rasmus? Yes, my player's first name is Rasmus. <laughs> okay, all right, down to two, down to two. Okay, I've got three players left right now. We have goaltender Aaron Dell. Obviously, can't play goalie. We have guy who it was last round, Arthur Rotsalainen. <laughs> can't can't be Arthur Rotsalainen. And we have. A uh, guy who you had a bit about like five years ago being a fan of, Drake Kajula, back when he was on the Oilers, uh, which seems pretty unlikely that it would be him, considering you definitely had a Drake Kajula bit those those years ago. But I'm not going to go with the line, and I'm not going to go with the goalie. So is your player Drake Kajula? My player is not Drake Kajula. Wow. Um, yeah. I can't believe this. 
It's incredible, isn't it? All right. Oh boy, I I can go. <laughs> Fuck! I can pitch the two zero shutout with this shot right now. Oh you sound man! Surprised. <laughs> I shouldn't be. I really shouldn't be. Okay, which Rasmus is the real question? Um, Dalene or Asplund? Well, said, first of all, Dali is like significantly more remarkable. And uh, oh, they're both Swedes. What do you know? Rasmus is a Swedish name. Big surprise. Um, yeah, yeah. I think is your player Rasmus Asplund. Was there ever any doubt? Are you are you really <laughs> asking that? Are you really asking that as if you're, you don't Sorry. know? As so, if you're not let, sure. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Your player is Rasmus Asplund. That is a correct and true <laughs> fact statement. Thank you. <laughs> we have failed right. to subvert the audience's so who, expectations. So who was yours? Was yours third string goalie or player who you just had the round before? <laughs> what was it? Take your pick. Take your pick. Aaron Dell? Yeah, it was Aaron Dell. Oh, God. Uh, oh, boy. That's pain. Ah. Uh, another. That's That's... Three sweeps and four wins in a row for you. Oh, man. Uh, the October 24 round goes to Tai Seifu, uh, who improves to 9-4-5 and five on the all-time thing. Uh, we ha- How many have we played now? In total? We've played 18 Guess Who matches right now, uh, okay. as of now. And you've won half of them. And I have won less than a quarter of them. I've won... What's... Uh, <laughs> What's what's four over eighteen? What's that? That's percentage two over. That's like a twenty-two percent approximately. Uh, Yikes! Which is uh, alarming. Uh, even no, worse than the Coyotes' penalty kill record. <laughs> wow, that's that's shockingly true. Um, do you get loser points for the the four ties though, or? Uh oh. Do we, do we... Yes, I guess I do. Uh, yeah, we'll boost your we'll pad your stats. Uh huh. So I guess we could technically say, assuming we're going to the two one zero system, that you sure. have you have twenty three points, whereas I have uh thirteen points, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's on twelve point pace. Um. So uh, good shit. Um, I'm on a twelve point pace. I have thirteen. <laughs> yeah, points I'm already. joking. <laughs> that's uh, the fucking joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so okay. yeah, going into three weeks from now, mm-hmm. I might I might head into the uh the bit with only th- with only two working Excel sheets. Um and uh, you know, see if I can yeah, keep this right. going. Well, I've got uh four losses in a row now. Uh it's only a matter I'm yeah. gonna go on a heater one of these weeks. You just wait. I'm gonna win I'm gonna yeah. win out. We're gonna get to like week twenty three and I'll still be uh far behind, but then I'll win out from there. I'm I'm just I'm waiting for it. I'm excited for you. So uh let, let me know when it's about to happen so I can mentally prepare myself for these L's. All uh, right. but uh, I hope you all enjoyed yeah. uh this segment of Alex loses again. Um we'll have another one in three <laughs> weeks to see if Alex doesn't lose this one. Who knows? Who's to say what will happen? Only the future <laughs> knows. Thanks. This week's episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast. We'll be back next week with a, a Halloween night episode. Although you probably won't hear it till uh, November because these tend to only get up around like 1030 at night on Sundays. Uh, but thanks for listening anyway. Oh, we got we to gotta pick a team to, to watch this week. Any, any, anyone in mind?
Anyone in mind? Well, do we want to explore one of these uh, these surprisingly good teams to see what's going on? Uh, they can dive into the sharks. I, I was well. I was thinking that we can head over to. Uh, it would be nice to watch a good team after week of Arizona. Oh, um, I was on, on the same page with you about that. Cleanse the palate. I also think maybe we could uh, slide on over to the Eastern Conference after spending a little bit of time in the West. So, who are the the top teams in the East? I know Florida's. Uh, I think still undefeated. That's a, that's an option. Well, the Hurricanes are undefeated as well. Anyone stand out? Uh, the Panthers give good vibes. Um, sure. You know, a bona fide, talented yeah, but team. killing it. He's like a 944 save yeah. percentage or something. <laughs> Out of nowhere. So, Come on the Vezina again. Yeah, I want to see what's what's going on. <laughs> of course, of course. No doubt, no doubt. All right. So uh, it's Panthers week, everybody. All right, let's, well, let's check out who they're playing. Let's check out who they're playing this week. This should only take a, a brief moment as I pull up the Panthers schedule. It's loading. All right, so this week they're playing. Oh, great! The Coyotes on Monday, <laughs> and uh, you can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they got four. <laughs> so we got a, a busy week. Uh, they got four games: Arizona Monday, Boston Wednesday, Detroit Friday, and Boston again on Saturday. So it's a four-game week for for the Panthers, and they got a nice nice mix of uh of good opponents in Boston and Boston, and bad opponents in Arizona and Detroit. Perfect. All right. Big hype. Excellent. I'm excited to watch a good team. Me too. Okay. All right. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram as well at Alex's new handle and at Taisefu. I know we usually just say the handles are in the description, but uh, I figured we don't need to make you read all the time. You could just start saying them out loud potentially. The end.